Well, who would have guessed it? It was the Kenyon Drake show last night, Thursday night, in a pretty crazy Thursday night game. I don't think a lot of people expected that. Uh, Andrew Scherer here with Scott Smith for the Four Downs podcast. We're back after a little hiatus. Scott, so uh, Kenyon Drake, I feel like we're going to do this every year now. He's going to start off slow, and then somehow we're going to make him fantasy relevant in the middle to the end of the year. Yeah, you just uh, wonder what the hell Miami's doing, giving away a player with the talent that Drake has basically for free. And uh, Arizona basically hit the jackpot with both of their running backs going down and being able to get somebody like Drake at this point in the season uh, to go ahead and, and do what he did. And it was it was amazing that he assimilated himself within that that Arizona offense that in that short of a period of time, a short week, gets traded and, and then just goes out and looks good against the San Francisco defense that's been very stingy this year. 28.2 fantasy points in standard PPR leagues uh, last night against a defense that was about 31st against running backs in fantasy. So good night for Kenyon Drake. You saw Kyler Murray put up around 23 fantasy points. He's been having a consistently good year. Actually at 27 fantasy points, excuse me, and uh, your six point per uh, passing touchdown leagues. So kind of a good night uh, all around for fantasy players last night. Um yeah, let's not forget about the ageless wonder that we keep writing off. Emmanuel Sanders looked good getting getting you know assimilated last week to uh, the 49ers offense, and him and Jimmy G had the timing going down last night. Yeah, we're eating crow for that, but I feel like everybody is because I'm telling you there's no way that anyone would have predicted him to the age of 32 in such a quick time frame. That, that was incredible. Yep. So, anything of note from last night aside from what we just said? I mean, I feel like the, the biggest things were, I think, Kenyon Drake and uh, maybe Emmanuel Sanders proving to be a top, probably a top 15 guy the rest of the way. Yeah, I think people just need to pump their brakes on Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit. Um, Arizona's been one of the top matchups to, to play as far as wide receivers. I mean, excuse me, quarterbacks and both tight ends. So uh, I wouldn't expect games like this out of Jimmy Garoppolo week in and week out. Uh, they, you know, San Francisco has had six touchdowns called back due to the penalty. They had another one last night. But uh, look, you know, going forward, it's going to be the same thing that you've been seeing in the running game. Once they get their running back sorted out based upon who's healthy week in and week out, and it's going to be a lot of Kittle with some Emmanuel Sanders mixed in. George Kittle, the man. Got to love George Kittle. Really quickly, um, Kyler Murray, like I said, 27 fantasy points against a good defense. I mean, I know a lot of that came on that Andy Isabella touchdown, 90 yards, kind of a crazy touchdown. But Kyler's looking like someone who – I guess we can frame it like this. If you're in a dynasty league, I mean, you got to be excited, right? Look, he's a he's a young Russell Wilson right now. Yeah, so just awesome performance from Kyler Murray. So we can take that into the week nine preview. Um, good bit of games this week. I think it's only just a f- select few teams on by this week. I think Falcons, Bengals, Rams, and Saints. So we can start week nine out in London. Um, Texans, Jaguars. Texans, I feel like, are the the team that almost loses every week if they somehow win. Um, we'll start with the Texans side of things, Scott. Um, I mean, I guess not an ideal matchup for Deshaun Watson, but he's a must-start every week. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, you're sending out there. So is there any real interest in anyone like maybe a Darren Fells who's getting plenty of work out in Houston from Deshaun Watson? I find that, that that's an interesting connection that they have going there. 
Look, Darren Fells is the tight end four since week two, so I, I think you definitely have to to go ahead and look at him. And uh, look, he's he's got a positive matchup against uh, the Jacksonville tight ends and safeties. So, you know, it, it's definitely if you're struggling at tight end, uh, he's definitely going to be an option. And, and I think you place him within the top ten this week. Jaguars defense have given up four touchdowns to tight ends in the last three weeks. So um, could be a good match, sneaky good matchup for Darren Fells, especially if you're having bye week issues. Um, Carlos Hyde, um, I mean, he's more of a standard league play. We know that. But um, I guess is he someone that you're just, you know, kind of that running back three range? Yeah, you know, I actually have him uh, ranked as a uh, running back 24 this week. So he's going to be low end, you know, running back two, high end uh, running back three. But but look, be on the lookout. Duke Johnson's had some decent games and, and has been getting some decent work here the last few weeks. So I think both of them are playable there as a, at least and at a minimum as a flex option. And we've been we've been beating that Duke Johnson drum all year. I hope something finally comes of it. Um we go to the Jaguar side of things. I, I, I you know, I, I feel like a, we've fallen into this trap. Um, you know, these two teams played earlier in the year, and it was just a low-scoring, gross game. But, I mean, I can't help but think Gardner Minshew is a sneaky top-12 play this week, and DJ Chark is top-12 as well. Look, I, I've got Gardner Minshew as my quarterback eight. I, I think you definitely have to go ahead and look at this uh, Houston defense, and, and it, it's a good matchup for for the passing game. And, and even with Leonard Fournette, just because of the volume he's getting, you're, you're going to go ahead and play Leonard Fournette, even though it's not necessarily a positive matchup against Houston as far as the run game goes. But when, whenever I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this this Houston secondary, you look, they're beatable across all you know all, all phases of the, of the secondary in particularly, you know, the wide receivers, they're giving up positive points per game over at receiver position, the wide receiver one, two, and three. So, look, uh, I think as long as the guys are healthy and playing, I think you go ahead and get them out there. And there, there's, there's something to be said for these early games that you see in London. You know, it's, it's fun to wake up and watch football. But, look, I, I think you get those guys in a lineup early. That is it's a really good point. Um, quickly, um, I mean, we, we know Leonard's a start. Um DJ Chark. So he was, you know, we talked about him on the early waiver shows in week one. Um, he was my favorite. Uh, I think week two, I think um, maybe week one. I can't remember. No, I think week two. Cause we did. We all like Terry McLaurin over him, but um, DJ Chark. I mean, is it safe to say by this point, I know it's week nine already, but it seems like this is going to be a sustainable. This is a sustainable starter. who You just kind of plug in as your wide receiver two every week, isn't he? Yeah, and, and, and this week in particular, I have him right around wide receiver 10, give or take. So uh, I, I definitely think he's a, he's an easy play at this point. I know he's a little bit banged up. I think he was limited earlier in the week in, in practice, but I hadn't seen anything that says that he's going to miss. But but look, it's a positive matchup, even though it was a low-scoring game the first time these two teams played. But now they're going to be over in London, and I think you definitely just put them in your lineup and feel comfortable about it. TJ Chark, probably one of the one of the more bigger surprises of the year that I feel like no one really talks about. Um, so that'll do it for the London game. Let's go to uh, Bears Eagles. Kick off that twelve o'clock slate. The Bears are just dumpster fire, dumpster fire, dumpster fire. So I guess we'll start with them on offense. Um, Allen Robinson definitely a must start this year. Uh, before we get any further, Scott, I mean, it, what what is a Rob? Is he a plug in? top 15 guy every year and also do you want a little glow a little bit because i know you liked alan robinson a lot 
Look, uh, the thing with Allen Robinson, and, and it just goes back to history, it, you've got wide receivers, and if they perform and, and finish in the top 24 within the first few years of their career, they're more than likely to do it again. And, uh, you know, I just looked at things with Allen Robinson, and I've, I've always thought the talent was there. You know, he's probably played with two of the worst quarterbacks that you can possibly deal with as a wide receiver to start his career with uh, Blake Bortles and then uh, Blake Bortles Midwest and, and Mitch Trubisky. But but look, there's there's nobody there that I think legitimately, you know, devalues like his target share. So I don't see anybody there that's going to take away. And, and even as bad as Trubisky's played, you know, he he's still getting his. And, and look, you know, we, we talk about. Philadelphia and how bad that that secondary's been on the year. They're they're giving up the most points over average to to wide receivers on the year. So I think you definitely go ahead and, and target that defense and, and start Allen Robinson confidently this week. Are you concerned that Mitch Trubisky could hurt him, or is it just I mean, what are you thinking there? It's still a volume play. Uh, Trubisky is going to be garbage week in and week out. I just I don't trust him. I don't like him. So, but. Look, the target share is going to go Allen Robinson's way. I think he's seen 20% or more of the team targets every week. And if, it, if they get behind, they're playing catch-up. It's going to be basically him and Tariq Cohen. So that's that's who I, I, I like specifically against this uh, this this Philadelphia secondary. Is you just have to target them each week that you have somebody playing. Uh, running backs, David Montgomery. Uh, last time we did a show, I touted him. I kind of liked him. I mean, I, I think we saw an easy schedule. and. He's starting to get better work. Are you impressed with Montgomery to the point of maybe he's probably a uh, he's probably a must start every week? Or are we not there yet? Well, I think the coaching staff kind of overcorrected and with the amount of volume that they gave. I think he saw 32 touches last week um, and looked good doing it. And I, I think they they've kind of neglected the run game specifically with him and you look at how they started off the season and, and he just wasn't getting the carries that I think he needs to and especially when you have Mitch Trubisky playing the way he is you want to take some of that pressure off of Trubisky and put it on the running game and let your defense carry you and not let Trubisky make so many mistakes so I think he's definitely going to continue to see volume going forward and I, I think he's a good play but it's not necessarily a positive matchup here against Philadelphia they, their run defense has been pretty stout like most of the year so it, it's one of those things that uh, I think you got to watch a little bit but you're probably still going to go ahead and start him as a low-end running back too David Montgomery just it's it's good to finally see it he was uh I think he would have been my number one overall pick and rookie dynasty drafts but I digress um Over Josh Jacobs oh no probably never do that okay no, yeah for sure okay I'm trying to remember I just remember in our dynasty draft I was trying to trade up even though I had nothing to trade up with, because it was like I think I think Montgomery went like fifth our dynasty draft. And I was just like, no. But now, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Josh Jacobs for sure. But David Montgomery, just I, I really love his profile. Um, no one else in that really in that in that Chicago offense uh, that I can think of that really begs a start. Um, so we kind of shift over to the Eagles. Um, I mean. You know, we haven't really talked about Carson Wentz much. I mean, I'm not starting him here uh, unless you're in a bye week pickle. Um, I guess we can talk about Miles Sanders, Scott. Um, do we feel like the breakout is coming? Because I feel like that, uh, you know, that, that run last week, he looked good last week. I feel like maybe Miles Sanders is trying to get it going. Yeah, he's looked good, but he's looked better in the passing down rolls is uh, what you really see in him where he's racking up the majority of his points. It was good to see him get a long run last week, and I, I think it's coming. Look, I, I don't think you can really argue 
I, I think Jordan Howard's a, a respectable player, but uh, I, I think he's often undervalued. But I, I just think when you look at the two players play, Miles Sanders is just much more dynamic. And I think if you give him the volume, you're going to see him start to put up some games as, as he is. Right now, a, a lot of the, the passing down running backs are, are hurt, and, and so Sanders is stepping into that role. Um, supposedly had a shoulder, a little bit of a shoulder injury, I think, and uh, that's what he's kind of babying. But I think he's expected to play, and I, I think you're going to see him start to move into a flex play on a weekly basis. Wide, rec- wide receivers out there, um, Deshaun Jackson, just poof, he's gone. So, um, I mean, is Alshon Jeffrey your pass catcher in that offense? Is he just someone you kind of plug in as a wide receiver too and you just hope that he finds the end zone? Yeah, um, I, I don't necessarily have him as a wide receiver too this week. I, I have him more as a middling uh, flex play. Um, I have him ranked as uh, my wide receiver 32 on the week. So I, I think you have to be aware of, of what this Bears defense brings to the game and, and week in and week out. And so I, I think it, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. I still think Philadelphia is a, a good play this week. Um, just looking at the spread there. Their expected point totals right there at 23. So you'll see some touchdowns. It's just going to be a matter of who gets it lately, you know, over the last couple of weeks. And we talked about this a, a little bit before we started the show. But look, Dallas Goddard's been the guy they've been going to in the red zone. He's actually outscored, uh, I think, uh, Zach Ertz over the last four weeks. So uh, I think when you, you look at it, Dallas Goddard's a, a sneaky play, but it, it's just going to be a toss up as to, to who these touchdowns are going to go to in this offense as far as the passing game goes to. So just so we have it right for our listeners, um, Deshaun Jackson did return to practice yesterday. So uh, this is for John Clark, NBC, Philadelphia. Apparently he's 90%, uh, so he might be going Sunday. So would that have any effect on Wentz? Um, I, I think it would have a little bit of effect on once you saw the the first couple of games when Sean Jackson was in there, they definitely had a connection on the deep ball. And I think the one thing that, that they're missing right now in this Philadelphia offense is that deep threat that Deshaun Jackson brings. So you don't really have anybody else on the team. They have mostly bigger receivers. And then you have Aguilar who kind of works in the slot. But Deshaun Jackson's the guy that's going to take the top off of his defense and allow the rest of these guys a little bit more room to work. Sean Jackson, it'll be good to see him back. Um, is that you mentioned Dallas Goddard? Is he someone that is? That, I mean, is he a top twelve guy? Is he someone that you're that you're starting if 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 you don't really have a better option? Because I know, like me, I have Dallas Goddard in a league where I got Jared Cook, and I feel like well, I'd be more confident to start Dallas Goddard every week. Yeah, you know, he's seeing about four targets a week, and he, he's, you know, producing with, with what he gets. Um, they work him in the seams. They work him in the red zone as well. And I think when you get down into that range where we're talking about TJ Hawkinson, Jimmy Graham, you know, the, those type of guys, I think Dallas Goddard's definitely in play maybe to start over a couple of those guys. Dallas Goddard. Hopefully one day he gets traded and he gets to see himself a bunch of targets. Um Colts, Steelers, uh, we'll start with the Colts because they're kind of the less interesting side of this. Um, Marlon Mack is a start. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is a start. Is there anyone else in that Colts offense who you'd be comfortable starting? You know, you look at the matchup in particular, and uh, the Colts are favored by about a point. I think uh, you could possibly stream Jacoby Brissett, I have him at quarterback 18. There, there's some worse options out there. Um, 
You know, I actually had Kyler Murray ranked a little bit below him this week due to the matchup, but Murray kind of outperformed what I expected. Um, but look, I, I think Brissett's been consistent, you know, week in and week out with what he's produced. He had a little bit of a dud last week, um, you know, not not putting up uh, any touchdowns, but I, I think uh, Brissett could possibly be a streaming option depending upon who you have at quarterback and who's available on the waiver wire. Jacoby Brissett. He's, he's been finding ways. Last, last week wasn't great, though, but... He's been finding ways. Jack Doyle. Uh, what do you th- what are you thinking on Jack Doyle? Because he's um I feel like I feel like he's someone who you could probably get away with starting each week. I mean, I guess he's not a big boom candidate, but he's 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 proving to have a nice floor, especially in PPR leagues. Well, in particular, it's a positive matchup, uh, you know, for tight ends against Pittsburgh. So I think Jack Doyle, who I Look, it, it's a toss-up week in and week out between him and Ebron, but I, I think Doyle is the the more consistent target as far as a volume standpoint. And I just think both he and Brissett have a little bit better connection than what Ebron, you know, does. So I, I think Doyle's definitely a, a dart throw there at tight end. Um, I have him outside of my my top twelve tight ends, but I think you can definitely get by with him if you need it. Um, just looking at it and going down the list, I have him as my tight end seventeen on the week. So I, I think you can definitely throw it out there based upon the matchup against Pittsburgh and, and hope you can get him in the end zone. So is he someone who, like, you, you'd rather start Dallas Goddard than him? Yeah, I have Goddard ranked ahead. I'm just a little bit more uh, confident in, in that, that Philadelphia offense as far as being able to, to score, even though it's against a tough matchup in Chicago. But look, when it comes down to it, I think Dallas Goddard's one of the top five or six most talented tight ends in the league. And I think he's, it's just a matter of him being on the, the same team with Zach Ertz. You put either one of those guys on another team and they're, they're putting up top top five numbers easily. For sure, for sure. I disagree. I'd rather go Doyle, personally. I, th- I, just, I think the PPR upside's there. Um, but... You know, it's hey, it's close. Um, Steelers. So this is a super interesting team to talk about um, because of James Conner. So he did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Um, probably didn't practice Tuesday either. They probably had walkthroughs or a light day after the Monday night game. Jalen Samuels. So uh, he was the the big hitter in waivers this week. Uh, if he wasn't already on a team, uh, James Conner owners should have held on to him. I, I know I did, but at the same time, that injury with for Jalen Samuels almost you know, kind of made it impossible, but nonetheless, Jalen Samuels. So are we expecting him to go this week? And if he goes PPR, I mean, is he, is he an immediate, immediate top 12 guy? I don't think he's an immediate top 12 guy. It's still a neutral play uh, as far as a running back matchup against uh, Indianapolis. Um, just looking at things, I, I tentatively have him as my running back 34. I could possibly move that up over the next couple of days. Um, and, and look, everything I've read, it, it doesn't sound like either Benny Snell or James Conner is going to go. So it sounds like it's going to be the Jalen Samuel show. Um, and, and with that, you know, it's... It's one of those things that I think you can find a way to get him in your lineup as a flex and be comfortable with him as that type of play. And you definitely need to go check it out on waiver wires because I've seen three leagues that I'm in where he's still out there. Wow. That's, that'd be interesting. I'd be surprised if he cleared waivers, but I mean, if he did, I mean, that's, that could be a lottery ticket. I mean, you could be looking at someone who could really help you along the way. Um, we're going with Juju Smith-Schuster, obviously. Um, Look, and one of the things I want to point out about Juju, look, it, it's it's been a disappointing year. And, and you know, we, we talked about it because we both touted him as possibly, uh, 
you know, maybe the number one First overall season, yeah. you know, maybe to a number one, we, we, we threw it around there that he could possibly finish as number one. I know I've got a losing bet out there where I, I guaranteed him to be a top five wide receiver on the year and just the dominoes all just fell against him with Roethlisberger and, and just some of the other things that have gone on with the injuries and stuff. But, but look, when you look at an efficient efficiency standpoint, his efficiency is on par with what he did last year, and it's just a matter of volume. He's getting about four less targets per game. He's playing with a, a much different quarterback in, in, in Mason Rudolph and the third stringer there in Pittsburgh versus uh, Ben Roethlisberger. So, look, if you've got somebody in a dynasty league that's willing to, to get rid of Juju because they've still got a bad taste in their mouth over what's transpired over 2019, you go make a low-ball offer and see if you can get him. Oh, for sure. Juju definitely got to be a hot pick um, in Dynasty Leagues. Really, maybe in redraft, too. I mean, that's something you can maybe flirt uh, flirt with. Um, Deontay Johnson, any deep, deeper leave love? Yeah, look, he, he keeps finding the end zone, and he, he's definitely the, the number two guy in this offense, even over Vance McDonald and, you know, James Washington, and, and I don't even know what the hell has happened to Dante Moncrief. You, you can just write him off in, for his career at this point in time, so <laughs> I think he's done. But look, uh, Deontay Johnson has looked good. Uh, the, the way I kind of look at Deontay Johnson on a week-in and week-out basis is he kind of falls in that range of a McCole Hardman and uh, Demarcus Robinson there in Kansas City. Like, you, you, you know he can get the, get in the end zone and find it week in and week out. You just don't know which week it's going to be. You know, so it's definitely a dart throw, and it's just a boom or bust type of play, but he's definitely been pretty consistent at, at, at a minimum of finding the end zone and at least being the number two target there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'd say Johnson. Good, good. Good week last week. I mean, it was against Dolphins, but it's you know been inter- interesting to see him play. He might be a, a solid uh, sleeper pick next year in, in a lot of leagues. Um, Jets, Dolphins. I mean, I, I'd say there's not a lot of talk about, it, but I think there is. Um, we start with the Jets side of things. I mean, he's been seeing ghosts, but Sam Darnold. He's. I'm gonna be honest with you. He's he's a top 15 quarterback for me this week. Do you, do you agree? Oh, I definitely agree, especially when you start looking at Miami and the fact that they've given up 13 touchdowns to to wide receivers, which is tied with uh, Houston for the most touchdowns given up on a year. So I, I definitely think you find a way to to get some of these Jets wide receivers, both Anderson and, and Jamison Crowder, into into some lineups and, and expect them to, to find the end zone. I, I think it's there. Um, you start looking at the point total on this game, and the Jets are expected to score right around 23. So it, let's just say you give two touchdowns to Darnold through the air and and, and one on the ground to, to Le'Veon, and I, I think you've got respectable you know, expectations to, to go ahead and get some points out of these guys this week. Yeah, it's just it's so crazy to talk about Jets players being fantasy relevant. Uh, we're not starting. I mean, we are starting Le'Veon Bell, obviously. Um, Robbie Anderson. I mean, if there's a week, it's this week, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, uh, I think when you start looking at flex plays and you're looking at matchups, I think this is one of the guys that you target. Robbie Anderson, Jameson Crowder, Chris Herndon. Scott, I know you mentioned something. Do do, do we know the latest on Chris Herndon? Yeah. uh, You know, just before the show, I was kind of looking up some information, saw something come across the wire, and I I don't think he's expected to play this week. So, look, man, we we touted him in the preseason, and it's been a wait. You know, he came back and then had the hamstring. He's been limited this week, getting some reps in, but I I don't think this is going to be the week. I think you're you're still going to be looking at week 10, and, you know, at this point, you've definitely got to be frustrated if in week five you held on to him or went out there and got him and, and you've been holding him for 
this long. So uh, another week, um, if you have the roster spot, go ahead and do it. If not, look, we talked about Dallas Goddard, Jack Doyle. If you need one of those type of dart throws for, for this week, I can understand cutting Herndon. Yeah, it's just been heavy disappointment um, for Chris Herndon owners, and that would be me in every league, basically. Um, Dolphins side of things. I mean, look, I mean, they suck, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is keeping that offense moving. So I got to ask, uh, it, Mark Walton, Kalen Balage. I mean, a, either of them interesting. I, I mean, I feel like in PPR, Mark Walton is kind of maybe that running back two-ish to three starter this week. Look, the one thing that you can sit here and, and say, you know, about the, the, the Jets defense is, is that they haven't given up a touchdown to running backs. So it's one thing just to, to go ahead and, and take a look at and and be aware of. So I, I don't know that either one of these running backs have like that high upside. If I'm going to bet on one as a dart throw from a volume standpoint, I, I think Mark Walton got like 87% of the carries and snaps last week in, uh, for Miami. So he's definitely going to be the guy over Balazs. Yeah, it's, man, it's just, it stinks having to like start those guys. But I mean, hey, some of them are fantasy relevant. I can see Devontae Parker being interesting in deeper leagues. Um, Vikings Chiefs. Uh, Dalvin Cook last Thursday night looked tremendous. You know he's a must start. Uh, Kirk Cousins. I mean, not a great Kansas City defense. Are we starting Kirk Cousins? Or are we just? I mean, it's is he kind of just a if you're in a bye week pickle or a bad matchup, start Kirk Cousins. Look, the the funny thing is, is that Kirk Cousins, as bad as everybody was talking about him, you, you look back last year and he was the the NFC Offensive Player of the Month. So when you start looking at things, but I think people have a, a incorrect viewpoint on this Kansas City defense and, and you look at them and they've been really bad against running backs. But you, you start looking at things and they've only given up 54 percent of receiving yards allowed to two wide receivers, which is one of the lower rates in the league. So it, it's not just a, a gimme that this is going to be, a, you know, with, you start talking about Patrick Mahomes being out, it's just not going to be necessarily a shootout. So I think you definitely go ahead and, and, and you start Dalvin Cook and, and feel comfortable with that. But, you know, you really have to start looking at things at how this passing offense is going to go and whether or not it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's definitely something where I can see Dalvin Cook kind of taking over the game. Dalvin Cook. Man, it's just so great to see him back. Uh Adam Thielen, uh, he's supposed to be back this week. I mean, do we think he could be on a snap count? Or do we, do we just like digs more over him this week just in case something happens? Or do we have really any opinion there? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Diggs got off to the slow start, but the last few weeks he's, look, he's out there breaking Randy Moss's records for uh, receiving yards over a three or four game stretch. So uh, I think there's something to be said for that. And you continue to play a hot hand. Um, I'm a little tentative about this matchup, but I think you go ahead and roll both of those guys out there. Um, feel good about Diggs as a, a wide receiver too. And I think you feel good about, you know, Thielen as a flex play. There's much worse options out there. And just based off of history and what Thielen's done, I think he deserves to be in lineups. Adam Thielen, I'm hoping hoping we can get him back. Uh, you know, it's it's always fun to watch those two, uh, you know, wide receivers tear up opposing defenses. Kansas City, so Matt Moore seems to be holding his own. So uh, I guess we're not fearful of uh, Tyree Kill. Uh, I guess like someone like Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey still must starts. 
Yeah, I mean, the offense is going to roll through those two guys. Look, it's a it's a damn crapshoot week in and week out trying to figure out which one of those running backs is going to do anything. Damian Williams is getting some touchdowns. Shady's getting the yardage, but none of the guys are doing anything to put your team over the top. So I think you have to go ahead and, and continue to target both Tyreek Hill and, and, and Kelsey. And look, like I said, if, if you're looking for that boom or bust type of play, I think McCole Hardman's the other guy you get involved. So where would you have McCall Hartman this week? Who would you start him over? Who, um, you know, just when you look at that that Minnesota defense in particular, look, that secondary is not what it's made out to be, and, and you know, you start looking at at the cornerbacks there, and it, you know, Xavier Rhodes in particular is he's not that dude. Like he he's not what he was a couple of years ago when he had that one good year. Teams are not scared of him. They they go ahead and target him, and he gets beat. So. I, I think, you know, that, that's something that can continue to happen. Um, and, and, you know, Tyreek Hill or McCole Hardman. Look, McCole Hardman specifically is just going to be a dart throw if if you're struggling, you know, okay. with, with some of these. You know, look, I, I've got a team that's got injuries. And, and so he's the type of guy I might throw out, you know, get off the way wire and, and throw out there just off of a bye week if you really have, like, no other options. I'm still going to start guys like Kenny Stills and, and, and those type of guys over him. But look, if you're really struggling and it's a boomer bust play, you know, I'd rather go with a guy that can get deep for a long touchdown and than some of these guys that that aren't necessarily going to get the target. So I'd rather a a higher volatile play like like McCall Hardman than, you know, going with some other guys like maybe a Cole Beasley or, you know, something like that. Let's look at, you know, you 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 say. Someone like Cole Beasley, so I guess we can kind of shift over over there to the Redskins Bills. Um, I feel like this is a trap game for the Bills. I feel I don't know why. I feel like they could lose this week. Um, despite that, though, I mean you're, you're still gonna feel comfortable rolling out Josh Allen, John Brown, Cole Beasley. I mean, are, are those all? Is Allen top twelve and is Beasley and Brown top twenty four? Um. I mean, John Brown, I, I think John Brown's proven himself to be consistent within this offense. He's he's clearly the guy. I have him as a wide receiver 19 this week, so he's a top 20 guy. Cole Beasley, I, I have ranked right around wide receiver 44. Um, there's some other guys in that. We talked about Deontay Johnson, Philip Dorsett. Those types of guys um, are, are all out there. Um, it, it's Look, it's at home. I, I don't think that it's a necessarily a trap game. There's been some rumblings that, that you could actually see Haskins get to start. And uh, with that said, you know, Buffalo's defense is beaten up on, on teams with subpar offenses, and that's what Washington's going to be rolling out there. So I would expect the defense to, to keep control of, of this game. And, and I, I don't necessarily think you're going to see a lot of passing volume. I just don't think it's going to be necessary. So I'd be hesitant to start a guy like Cole Beasley. I think uh, Buffalo will control this game easily. Interesting, interesting. Beasley, you can argue, has been <clears throat> uh, kind of a he's, he's been he's been a, a PPR mainstay. I think he's been a, a good plug-in start for a lot of people uh, throughout the year. Devin Singletary. I mean, are, is is it ever going to come for him? Are we ever going to see something to where he can kind of show out a little bit? Look, I, I think you, you you start to see it. I mean, he's working back off of an injury. He is still a rookie. You have the perennial, uh, you know, just journeyman Frank Gore, who's just who I, I'm really concerned. And, and I think we could start taking bets. Who's going to last longer, Tom Brady or Frank Gore? 
I think it's <laughs> legit. But but look, I have Frank Gore and Devin Singletary back to back at running back thirty and thirty one, especially this week against the Redskins. I think they're both strong plays as in the flex. And you know, you start talking about Buffalo. I don't know what the weather is necessarily going to be like, but I'm sure it's going to be cold. So I, I think you can get both of those guys in and expect them to Buffalo to try to control the clock and, and keep their offense on with both of these running backs. Shift over to the Redskins. Um, not really too high on Terry McLaurin this week. So, it, I mean, are you still starting him? Is there anyone in that offense that you're going to start this week? Because for me, I'm really hesitant to start any of them. Look, I, I have McLaurin as a, a wide receiver three, and I think that's what you expect. You can maybe start him as a flex play. It's going to be a tough out, out, out versus uh, Tredavious White. And, you know, it. it you kind of do have that chemistry from college with uh, Dwayne Haskins. So if Dwayne Haskins does start, Terry McLaurin's going to be the guy I expect him to, to try to target early and often. So I think he can still get the volume. Um, but, I mean, you have to limit your expectations. And, and with that being said, to why I have him as a, a wide receiver three, you know, slash flex play. So I think that's what you have to maybe expect and expect it more from a volume standpoint than efficiency standpoint. So let's go on over to Tennessee, actually Carolina, Titans at Panthers. Um, Panthers, offense, we, we know Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Uh, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. I feel like they've kind of been – up and down this year, um, fantasy wise, and I, I just I, I feel like you're starting DJ Moore, and then maybe you're kind of wide receiver, wide receiver three, Curtis Samuel. Uh, I mean, is there any opinion on if like do we expect those guys to kind of get back to where we expected them to be? Look, DJ Moore is a, a low end wide receiver too, and Curtis Samuel's right there where you said, which is a, a middling you know, wide receiver three for me this week. And, and I think the thing you have to look at is Logan out there has had a tremendous year in the secondary for, for Tennessee. And then you have, uh, you know, Kevin Byard as well. The thing is, is who's going to be matched up on, on, on Malcolm Brown. And uh, I think that's the, that's the, the big, uh, Big one there in the secondary because he's been absolutely horrible week in and week out. So uh, I think he's definitely somebody that you can go ahead and and, and target. I, I I like it's just a gut check, you know, just kind of a feeling. I, I like Curtis Samuels to get one deep this week. So uh, I, I think uh, I'll, I'll probably throw him in a couple of lineups and, and see what what happens and what shakes out. Curtis Samuels will be an interesting play this week. Titans wise, I mean. Is it just Derrick Henry? I mean, is that really it? Because I don't know how much or, you know, how much, how many wide receivers can be sustained by Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. I mean, look, Derrick Henry's getting the, the volume week in and week out. So it's, it's no question there. And I think, uh, I think John o. Smith is a, a sneaky matchup. If, uh, you, you know, we continue to see him as the, the starter, I, I think just the, the, the the athletic ability and profile that he has, you saw it last week. He he looked good. Was one of the top tight end scores for for last week. I think the options there for him to to go ahead and and perform well. And and look, I'm, I'm not a huge Tannehill guy, but he's definitely looked better than what Marcus Mariota has. And I, I think Corey Davis and AJ Brown are gonna have their games down the stretch against certain matchups. But this isn't one of the ones where I'm confident to start either one. I, I don't think uh, you can really get a, a good feel for who's gonna have the the better the better game this week. So both of those guys are, are gonna be suspect plays for me just because that uh, you know you're playing a guessing game at this point in time to 
to what's going to happen against a, a pretty stout Carolina defense. I'm trying to think. I mean, I you know, I, I look at the Titans offense and I just I wonder if AJ Brown is someone who you could, you know, I mean, in 14 team leagues, yes, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like AJ Brown there's something there. Am I crazy? Oh, yeah. I definitely think when you start looking at the matchups that he's going to have here down the stretch, I think A.J. Brown, especially when you have a, a rookie who's starting to get their feet under him at this point, we're halfway through the season. So he's kind of been able to adjust to the speed of the game, the physicality of the game. But look, A.J. Brown, he just looks and he's built differently than what other wide receivers you see out there. And I think you're going to see him become more consistent on the second half of the season and start performing better and better as the weeks go on. But specifically for this week, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown back-to-back in my rankings at wide receiver 48 and 49, so I'm not going to get them in any lineups. Yeah, it's 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 it, it's tough. It is definitely tough for those guys. Um, three o'clock games, Buccaneers, that's Seahawks. This, this <sighs> is the trap game for me this week. Yeah. So this is one of the ones where if you're in a survivor league, you're looking at Seattle saying, damn, Tampa Bay's got to travel all the way across the country to the West Coast to to play Seattle, Russell Wilson and everybody. You just don't know which which Jameis Winston you're going to get. And with both of those wide receivers out there, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, this is not an easy matchup for Seattle. So this has trap game written all over it. Seattle's only favored by five and a half. So I, this is just one of those games. From a fantasy standpoint, I'm getting everybody I can in my lineups on both sides, Seattle and on uh, Tampa Bay side, minus the running backs there for Tampa. But but look, I, like if you're playing a Survivor League, I, I'd steer clear of this one. <laughs> for sure. I was about to say that because Seattle's defense, it has not been great. Um, so, I mean, is Jameis Winston a sneaky start this week? I mean, are those pass catchers top, top 10 guys? Look, Jameis is a sneaky start every week. You just really got to look at what kind of. You just <laughs> got to look at what you're. Pl- <laughs> yeah, you don't. It's a Doctor Jekyll, Doctor yeah, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde situation. You just don't know what you're going to get, whether it's good Jameis or bad Jameis. And he makes some throws where you look at it and you're like, Yeah, I can see why he was picked number one. And then he throws some interceptions and you're like, He should be undrafted. He shouldn't even be in the league. So you just don't know what you're going to get. But anytime you've got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. You know, lining up out there at wide receiver, you know, the the talent's there to go ahead and put up some points. And look, Tampa Bay's that type of team that you're, you're going to get the, those garbage points at the end of the game. I can see Seattle getting up early on this and the whole four quarters just comeback mode where they're just like drilling Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and having some Cameron Brayton mixed in there. So uh, I, I like I like Jameis as a sneaky start this week. I, I look, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, we, we love Godwin Evans, obviously. I mean, any love for Ronald Jones? Who not? No, I'm not starting Ronald Jones this week. I'm just not doing it. Um, I, I, I have to see something more consistently. I was hoping that Tampa Bay would, would be one of the teams that would trade for somebody, especially when they said Le'Veon was was on the market and, and possibly in that mix to be traded. But look, it's going to be next year before I, I can, you know, either that or a Peyton Barber injury is what it's going to take for me to start Ronald Jones. Yeah, no, I, you know, I agree. I, I bought low on or what I thought was low on Ronald Jones recently. And just, it's, I, I feel like after, after these few games, you know, he's someone who you can maybe go to um, just for fun. OJ Howard's dead, right? To me, he is. <laughs> I mean, I, I dropped him weeks ago and, and, 
was happy to get on. I just still believe, man. I still believe. What's crazy is that he was one of the guys that was brought up in in a lot of trade rumors. And then you start to read things, you know, from beat writers and other things saying that, that Tampa Bay was asking for a first round pick like that. That's, that's over and done with based upon how you used him. I mean, he's, he's looking like he's a blocker. Cameron Brait at this point is the better receiving option there in that offense. So you you just can't, you have no leverage to ask that. And and at this point in time, if you're not going to use him in a passing game and not going to take advantage of the athleticism he has, you might as well get rid of him and just get something for him. Yeah. I just, yeah, that's right. That's we, we saw a lot of that. This, this trade deadline, um, I guess Seattle, everyone's go lock at Carson Wilson. Yeah. I got Lockett as wide receiver three this week. So I think you go ahead and I think you can even start to sprinkle in some DK Metcalf into, to your lineups. Look, I'm, I'm not a huge DK Metcalf fan. You know, he's, he's a big spe- physical specimen, straight line speed and, and, and burst, but I'm not a fan of his route running. But with that being said, uh, I think Russell's just that good to, to go ahead and get him the ball in advantageous situations. And especially when he goes off script and, and, and breaks the pocket. Trying to think here. Um, I would, where would you rank DK Metcalf? Whew, uh, let's see. Just looking through my rankings for the week. I have DK Metcalf as a wide receiver 22 this week. So that's, that's about what I have him. I think you can expect him as a, a, a solid flex play, low end wide receiver too. I think he's one of those guys when you have injuries, you feel comfortable at this point playing him in this matchup against Tampa Bay. Fair enough, fair enough. Really, no one else in that, um, you know, for that team. Look, that I'm, I'll, I'll who say else? this. Ooh, who else? I, I will say this. All right. Look, Luke Wilson this week against a Tampa Bay defense that is just one step short of being as bad as what the Arizona Cardinals are against defending tight ends. So, like, if 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 you play in a one-time league or, or something like that, I, I think Luke Wilson can be a sneaky play. Luke Wilson. So is that kind of like 14 teams in deeper? Yeah. Interesting. I'm sure we'll have to take that down. He was noticed and known for being cut on hard knocks this offseason. Um, Raiders, Lions. I feel like this is going to be the shootout of the week right here. Two bottom 12 defenses, and then two, they're both two top 12 offenses. So that's going to be interesting. So because of that, Derek Carr, I mean, he's top 10 for you, huh? Uh, one step below. So I have him as my quarterback 11 right there behind Jameis Winston. I think you could kind of flip flop those if you wanted to, but yeah, I like the matchup. Uh, I think, uh, specifically what you've seen out of Derek Carr, he's got a hold of this offense there that, that Gruden's installed. And then when you start looking at the matchup and, and, and what's going on, you know, it's a positive matchup from a quarterback standpoint and, uh, both a, a tight end standpoint against Detroit as well. So that, that bodes well for Darren Waller. Tyra Williams is a touchdown every game this year. So do we expect that to continue this week? The problem is, is his yardage just isn't there. It was last week, but I think look, he's hurt. Look, I think, looked, I think that foot's bothering him. Yeah. I mean, he, but he looked healthy enough to get it done last week. And uh, I don't know. Look, look on that. Let me tell you, I think he hit 10 miles an hour on that touchdown catch. I, I don't, I don't think he's healthy. I mean, I, th- I think he's got the hands, but in the open field, it looked bad. I'm not saying I'm not saying like don't start him because of that. I mean, if he's playing, I think you got to start him, right? Yeah, because there's just not much else out there outside of Darren Waller um, for that offense to to go ahead and go through and through the air, um, you know. And and look, we we talk about Josh Jacobs 
Josh Jacobs is in a, a smash spot this week against the, the Lions. I like him a lot. But, yeah, I think Tyro Williams, you have to kind of treat as a flex option. So that's that's where I stand on him, especially this week in this matchup. You're starting Josh Jacobs, obviously. Um, Hunter Renfro in deep leagues, is that anything intriguing? No, not for me. I, I haven't you? seen enough there from a consistency standpoint or a volume standpoint to, to trust starting Hunter Renfro. Hang Four catches, ninety yards, touchdown last week. So decent little play last week. It's just such a bad. It's just such a bad pass defense in Detroit. That's why I'm curious. Yeah, I'm just not going that deep down. So I, I think at this <laughs> at this point in time during the season, like you, you need something that's going to be more consistent and that you can hang your hat on. For sure, Lions. Matt Stafford, kind of the surprise of the year. I don't, I don't think we expected this from Matt Stafford, did we? But look, he, he's got a history of doing this. I think you just look at the offense and specifically the offensive line starting to hold up more and allowing his receivers to to get loose and, and get open down the field. And, and this is what you're going to see, especially when you have the running, guy, running game breaking down. Look, it's an all-passing offense there for for the Lions after seeing on Johnson go down. So this is what you're going to see, I, I think, week in and week out. You're going to continue to have Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay as, as strong plays, you know, no matter the matchup. And I, I think you'll you'll start to have some TJ Hawkinson mixed in, who's been a, a bit of a disappointment thus far in the season. But as the season goes on, with this running game being as beat up as it is, I, I think you're going to see Matt Stafford continue to carry this offense. Is there um, any running back you like particularly in Detroit, or you just kind of avoid all of them? I would avoid all of them. Like, uh, I mean, you're going to see J.D. McKissick get some of the passing work, and he, you, I think Trey Carson led the the team in snaps last week off of just getting picked up, and and then Ty Johnson's just, I mean, he's a rookie, and that's who everybody expected, and we cautioned people as far as spending a lot of fab on it, but. You know, I, I just think it's it's a head scratcher there, and until you see somebody consistently step up, I, I don't think you bet on on any of these guys to be in your your lineup. It's de- definitely tough, tough with all those guys. Um, Packers, Chargers, um, Aaron Jones, finally, I, I love running that back man so much, man. Running I, back, three Aaron Jones uh, on the season. Man, there, there's someone in a fantasy league with me. I will not say names. I will not say leagues, but he believes Jamal Williams is a better running back than Aaron Jones. Still, like after the game Sunday, I said, yeah, I stand by that. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bit of a stretch there. <laughs> but, um, you know, nonetheless, Aaron Jones, straight baller. We love him. He's a must-start every week. Aaron Rodgers, must-start every week. Um, Devontae Adams, we think he's back. That's what that's what that's what I'm reading. You know, he's been limited this week in practice, and, uh, you know, it's a toe injury, so... He, look, he, I'm struggling. I have two leagues where I have both him and, and Juju, and those are the leagues that I'm struggling in. And I am ready for uh, Devontae Adams to get his ass back on the field and, and start putting up some points. Yeah, it's just it's about time. Is there anyone else in that in that passing offense you're you're kind of going to, or not really? Look, I think Jimmy Graham's a low end uh, tight end play um, week in and week out. I, I think you can kind of place him. You know, anywhere from tight end 11 to tight end 14 on the week. So uh, I think you can go ahead and, and maybe get him into some lineups if you have him. Um, but look, I, I haven't seen enough out of, of Geronimo Allison, Marcos Valdez Scantling. Um, you got Jake Kumro there, and you've got Alan Lazard. I mean, it's 
it's a head scratcher as to which one of these guys is going to do anything on a weekend and week out basis. I don't think you put any of them in your lineup and feel comfortable. So it's basically Devontae Adams, the running backs as the flex options. Um, talking about Jamal Williams. Um, and and that's about it. Yeah. And no one really else. I'm just, I I don't trust the MBS stuff. Um, Melvin Gordon, man. I mean, you're starting him right, but I mean, it's just not what you've, like to see he's another guy that i think they should have just went ahead and traded um you know there was some rumors for him to go into detroit but you you look at this offense and look anybody who's ever watched a football game and even people who haven't can watch the chargers play and just what you would take away is that austin eckler is the better running back and better fit for this offense they went ahead and fired offensive quarter ken wisenhunt so we'll, we'll see what happens this week and what type of changes are made but uh, you know, I, I'm not feeling comfortable about Melvin Gordon as a start this week. Um, even though it's a positive matchup for running backs against the the Green Bay Packers, um, they kind of have a a little bit of a, a run funnel type of defense um, because their their defense is doing so well getting pressure and, and kind of covering. Jair Alexander is one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the league right now, in, in my eyes at least. So, I, I think you get melvin gordon in there but but you have flex expectations for him you don't expect him to be in the top 12 running backs yeah it's just it's tough for him so keenan allen and hunter henry is he keener keenan allen hunter henry mark melvin gordon are the only guys we can trust right now in that offense look i'll say this about mike williams i want to say he's like in the top 12 in air yards hasn't had a touchdown he's the only wide receiver that's got 600 or more air yards that's yet to score a touchdown so i'm I'm telling you whether it's this week or next week mike williams is going to be having a big game coming here soon the same thing that happened with uh will fuller earlier in the year is kind of where mike williams is sitting so don't be afraid to get him into some lineups yeah, I feel like that's a, it's a. I feel like it's a, it's, a, it's a better standard play for sure. But I mean, Mike Williams, man, he's got the talent. Um, Browns Broncos. I mean, this is going to be a disaster of a game. Joe Flacco's out six weeks. Um, man, and Chris Harris didn't get traded, so it's going to be a tough matchup for Baker. I mean, man, um, is it just really Nick Chubb and Odell for the Browns? Yeah, I think so. And you talk about Jarvis Landry, he's banged up. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. You you cannot go ahead and, and start Baker Mayfield and, and be confident. And I think, uh, you know, we, we talked about other guys, Sam Darnold and guys like that are definitely better plays than, than Baker Mayfield. But look, the, the, the stretch schedule that he has is going to get better so there's going to be some games where you can go ahead and, and start them but i look I, I place a lot of it on the coaching staff I, I don't i don't know why they continue to run 11 personnel out there when baker mayfield is clearly more comfortable and they do a hell of a lot better out of 12 i think a lot of that has to do with the offensive line and having a second tight end in there to to help chip block and do some other things to keep some of the pressure off of, of baker so he can have a clean pocket and throw more but look it, right now that that coaching staff needs to get their shit together and, and quit wasting the talent that's on this offense. <laughs> yeah, it's been and that's I mean that's the it's the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year, I think, that that whole Browns team. Um <laughs> is it is it just Corden Sutton and Phil Lindsay for the Broncos? 
No, I don't think it's necessarily just them. Uh, I continue. Look, Royce Freeman's had a quiet, quietly good season thus far. I mean, he's continuing to to lead the that running back uh, backfield and and, and targets. So in, in PPR, I think he definitely runs into to a flex option. Um, you know, I, I like what I'm seeing out of Royce Freeman week in and week out. So uh, I have him as my running back 19 on the week air against Cleveland. So I, I think he's definitely a play. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the Bron- It's it's gonna be such an ugly game. Um, game of the week: Patriots, Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, it's it. Uh, we'll start here. Tough defense for the Patriots, but we're starting Lamar Jackson. Well, let me ask you this. All right, look, I'm looking there, and look, the over under right now is 45. So expected points for the Patriots is 24. Expected points for Baltimore is 21. When I look at things on the year. These teams combined defensively have given up less than 10 touchdowns. So from a, a defensive standpoint, uh, you know, you take the under from a betting standpoint this week. I take the over personally. You're going over. All right. Because I, I just like Bill Belichick. I think, put it this way. I think the Ravens win this game outright. And I think the Ravens are going to give the Patriots a good game. I think if the if the Ravens, I, I know we've seen the Patriots at times not really do much this year, but I, I, I at least offensive wise, because they've dominated so heavily on defense and their defense is scoring touchdowns and whatnot. But I feel like the Ravens win this game. And I think they're going to put some points up to do that. And I think that's going to cause the Patriots to play a little bit. So I yeah, he's actually a sneaky little start this week. To be I, honest, I really, I don't have a good read on this game because Belichick it's is tough, yeah. so good at taking away the, the best weapon for the opposing team's offense, which look, it's Lamar Jackson. And then you look at new England and they, they've, probably played the easiest schedule I've ever seen in the history of football. So this is going to be their first real test of, of having to play. So I'm interested to see how this goes down. Um, you know, Baltimore has been pretty good on, on defense. They're, 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 look, they're susceptible to, to the wide receiver position, but that's where New England's beat up the most. So I, I think you have to to really kind of start to look at things. And and like I said, I, I don't have a great read. I think uh, Tom Brady's still a, a top 10 uh, quarterback. I think Lamar Jackson, just off of the strength of, of his rushing yards and, and the floor that he has, is going to be a, a top 10 play. But I, I think you can kind of temper expectations here. Is there anyone in that Ravens offense you're starting? I think Mark Andrews, just because of the state of the tight end position. Well, excuse me, I'm, I'm is, sorry. Is Aside easily a must start. I, I think Mark at this, Ingram. yeah, I think at this point you have to start Mark Ingram at, at a minimum as a flex. I mean, if if your if your team is so good to the point where you don't have to have Mark Ingram in a lineup, then you're probably <laughs> one of the top one or two teams in your league. That's fair to say. Um, Patriots. I mean, Sony Michelle's been a huge disappointment in my opinion. Is it really just what are we looking at over there? James White, Julian Edelman as kind of the must starts at least. Yeah, um, you know, I think both of them are, are, are definitely must-starts. But look, I've got Sony as my running back 17 this week. I, I told you oh, in the second half of this season, I, I think Sony is going to start to pick it up. You're going to see the Patriots lean more on him. It's going to be a lot of uh, play action going on. And I think Sony's going to be the guy that's getting the ball there in the, the 10-yard line and to the goal line, and he's going to con- start to put up the touchdowns. I don't think it's been as bad as what everybody believes. It was pretty bad last week. I mean, I just it's it's not what we expected. No, I mean, well, you never know because 
in the offseason, people were talking about the injury. It's the knee this, it's the knee that. So, I mean, what did people expect? I mean, he was getting drafted pretty low. He wasn't necessarily getting drafted in the, the first four or five rounds. So I, I don't know what people expect. I think you're getting legitimate production for where he was drafted. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to get better down the stretch. So, so we, can, we can hope it gets better. Um, Cowboys, Giants, uh, Giants side of things. Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, Golden Tate. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, I don't think you need to say uh, much more outside of that Golden Tate flex play. I think Evan Ingram's a, a must start because Dallas has uh, given up. A, I think they've given up in the top five for the, the most uh, yards to tight ends over the year. So I think Evan Ingram's definitely a must start. But but that's it. Um, uh, be, be wary of uh, Saquon. I think he's... Uh, He's been a bit banged up, but you're still going to roll him out there. Um, I mean, I still have him as the top five running back play. Um, but I, I just – I'm a little bit concerned with, with where he's at. I think he's playing hurt right now. Yeah, for sure. That's – I mean, he's still been putting up, but it's it, it hasn't looked the same. So I agree with you there. Um, Dak Prescott, top quarterback this week. I mean, he's a top start. So, I mean, who who besides that? I mean, is it – I mean, we know we're starting Zeke, so is, is put it this way, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup? Yeah, I, I think both of those guys, um, you know, and, and I, I'm not saying to start Randall Cobb, but look, all of those guys have been kind of banged up. The The bye week came at the right time, so all of these guys should be, be back at, at 100% or close to it. You, you have them being able to have an extra week to game plan for the Giants, not that it requires much. And I, I just think this is going to be a blowout. Dallas has the second most implied points uh, behind Seattle on the week. So I think you get all of those guys into your lineups. Want to go to smash plays? Or is there anyone else in this game that you want to talk about? No, I mean, we can we can go ahead and and, and hit up the smash plays. Um, and, and look, I, I'll go ahead and start it off. And, and I... I we talked about him a little, a little earlier, but look, I like Gardner Minshew. I have him as uh, my quarterback eight on the week here against Houston, and uh, I'm I'm pretty confident against this Houston secondary that's given up uh, a good amount of points to wide receivers and quarterbacks on the week. So he's gonna he's gonna be my splash play at quarterback. I'm going Derek Carr. Uh, Minshew would have been mine as well, so I, I think we're we're thinking the same thing here. Um, Derek Carr, just like we said, bottom twelve defense. They're at home. Weather's going to be nice. I mean, it's just it's just a bad defense. And then they have a bad defense of their own. So I think you're going to see a shootout right here. I'd pound that over. The over's at 50 and a half right now. I, I just, a lot of points right now. I think Tyra Williams has top 12 upside just because I think he could get in the end zone twice. I think it's going to be, I think it's a, I'm going to bold, boldly predict a three touchdown day for Derek Carr. So get him in your lineups. Uh, who are you going to run back, Scott? Look, I'm going to go with Royce Freeman. You know, talked about it. I, I like you know what he's been doing as far as getting the 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 passing bulk and you, you've got a a, a new quarterback's going to be playing not that joe flacco's anything to write home about but i, I think they're going to have to kind of lean on that that running game a bit more this week and i think that puts a puts Roy Freeman in a good spot i like jalen samuels this week as my smash play i think you know expecting if if we can have James Conner out Sunday, I think Samuels is an immediate plug-in who could be a top. I think he can be top 12. I'm not saying I will rank him there, but I, I think at home, I think it's going to be a good defense with Colts. I mean, I think Samuels could easily catch five-plus passes. So I think in PPR, I think Samuels has high, high upside. And I think, again, like Scott said, I mean, this is someone who you either got on waivers or you can still get on waivers because I know a few sites had him buried in projections. So... Jalen Samuels, I like him a lot this week. Uh, wide receiver, Scott, who are you going? 
Look, we just talked about this uh, Dallas game, and uh, I'm going Michael Gallup. You know, I, I think he's an easy top 20 play for me. Uh, I've seen him ranked a little bit lower, and uh, I have him as my wide receiver 16 on the week. So I'm going to play him and do it confidently against a horrible giant secondary. He was my second choice, so I guess you can trust these uh, these smash plays, folks. We're, we're kind of online here. I'm going Robbie Anderson. I think this is Robbie Anderson week. I'm kind of known as the Robbie Anderson guy. Um I just that secondary looked horrendous last week in Miami. I, I don't think it improves all of a sudden. I think this is a big week for Sam Darnold. I think this is a big week for Robbie Anderson. So I like Robbie Anderson a lot. I think he can get deep for a score. I mean, I think this could be hundred yard touchdown game for Robbie Anderson at the least. So big week for Robbie Anderson incoming in my opinion. Um tight end Scott, we're probably gonna start rolling over these guys again who we've already picked before, but that's okay. So who's your tight end? Look, I, I... I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to throw Darren Fells out there. I, I think uh, we talked about, I think since week two, he's been a tight end four. Um, he's, he, he's, he is like basically been the, the top option in the red zone for uh, the Houston Texans. I, I, I like this early game and uh, I'm going to throw Darren Fells out there just because, look, I enjoy this London football. I wish they would move a team out there permanently. <laughs> I like waking up at eight, nine o'clock in the morning and seeing football on TV. So uh, I'm going to roll with Darren Fells and, and make my rooting interest in this game a little bit more. Smash play of the week, London football, always. I love, <laughs> love London football as well. Um, we've done him before, but I'm just going to do it again. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, again, really bad defenses. Could be a shootout. So, And that was my like, other one. I, I picked uh, there you go. because I felt like Hawkinson was going to be yours. So. No, it, it, and I would have went Fells if you went Hawkinson. So I, I guess plug our players into your <laughs> into your lineups if you can get them. Um, yeah, TJ Hawkinson. I mean, I think the targets could be there. There's touchdown upside. We, we, you know, in fantasy, you know, we talk about it, or we have talked about it. Volume is king, and you look at an opportunity like this, bad defenses, and you kind of just take dart throws at players going up against bad defenses. I mean, I, I saw Hunter Renfro get started in some leagues last week because it was a bad defense, um, you know, in, in the Texans, however you decipher their past defense. So bad defense Hawkinson if you got him start him I've seen him on waivers people kind of got tired of him after that hot start so TJ Hawkinson that's that, that'd be my smash play tight end uh, anything else to add Scott anyone that you think could have made this list look um I, I think uh you know there's a, a few other good plays uh, you know I talked about Jameis Winston I, I think Tampa Bay is in a good spot to maybe upset Seattle even though they're going all the way across the country so he's a guy I would de- definitely consider um and like I said I, I have him right there as my my quarterback 10 um you know one spot in front of car so I, I think he's definitely in play as well gotta love the Jameis Winston love I'll stick by him forever sadly um I think that's about it for week nine, Scott. Where can the people find you? Uh, yeah, you can find it online at Scott Smith FF and uh, hit us up at the Four Downs Pod on Twitter. And uh, my crippled ass will be uh, pumped up this week sitting on my couch watching Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal in New York City fight for UFC for the bad motherfucker belt. So I'm pretty pumped up about that outside of football for the week. Yeah, it's really just football for me now that baseball's over. Basketball started though. Some some basketball fans maybe. Yeah, our Pelicans aren't looking too bad, even though we're uh, missing Zion. It's all right. No, they'll they'll find their way. Um, follow me at Andrew WXXV. I can 
I'll be tweeting out football, basketball, baseball, the whole the whole nine yards. You won't see in UFC for me, but I just I don't know how to bet on it, so I'm not really tweeting about it. Um, and look, if fantasy advice, questions, DMs, four downs pod on Twitter. I I promise if you DM us, if you tweet us with questions, we're gonna we're gonna answer them for you. So feel you know feel good about that. If you ever need any help, feel free to do that. So look. Week nine, good luck. We are approaching fantasy or fantasy playoffs, so that's a good thing there. So good luck in your weeks, and we will catch you guys next week for week ten.